is Claremont really pride-friendly? Well, depends who you ask. By Andrew Alonzo. Part 2 of 2. After Claremont resident Abby Moore, who was a member of the LGBTQ community, had a pride flag stolen from her home in June, she posted about the incident on social media to alert the community. Usually a private person, Ms. Moore said she wrote about her situation on the Facebook group Claremont Connects, not only because she was rattled, but also because she wanted to know if other neighbors had experienced something similar. This was not the first time Ms. Moore's family, who does not use the typical heteronormative family stereotypes, has been harassed. Ms. Moore's child, whom she wanted to remain anonymous, reported being bullied at El Roble because of the family's lifestyle choices. The minor also confirmed they had previously received disturbing text from one male student in a group chat that is said to have depicted gay men being tortured. Speaking with the child, they said, quote, I notice a lot of people, students at El Roble, using, quote, gay as an insult, using the F slur, calling each other, quote, sus, which is short for suspicious, which is like a new word for, like, gay. The student went on to say, quote, there's a lot of using gay as an insult to, like, make people feel, like, weak or weird. I don't know. It's got a lot to do with toxic masculinity. A lot of guys do it at my school. And also, there's just, like, a lot of stigma around being gay, I think. So, after the family's pride flag was stolen, it was only a matter of time before Miss Moore began to question the community's attitude toward LGBTQ plus people. It was sort of that connect, you know, that happening first, and then the flag being stolen. Um, all of these things that made me feel like, wow, is my community not who I think it is? Mm-hmm. Am I actually living in a more dangerous place? Uh, you know, for people who are different than I thought. But when her story gained attention on Claremont Connects, instead of being met with other hateful stories in the comments, Miss Moore said the responses reminded her of the best of Claremont. And I was so overwhelmed by the warmth and generosity and just the absolute support by my neighbors. This, this is why, why I love living in this little town. Mm-hmm. because I feel like it is such a community. And I know that night going to going to bed, you know, by myself with my family out of town, knowing that someone had, um, you know, stolen my flag and come close to my house. I felt like I was going, like I was going to sleep with, you know, 300 people watching over me. So I just had this feeling like, all right, this is, this is still a really good place. Miss Moore's story generated so much support that other residents began flying pride flags to support her and the community. Claremont resident Julie Lloyd said the community came together after the incident, purchased pride flags through an online flag maker, and have since resold about 200 flags to other residents. But Jessica McLaughlin, a parent of a child who was nearly assaulted, at the Claremont Village on June 11th, did not share 
in the same small-town sentiments as Miss Moore. In the first part of this story, Miss McLaughlin explained that her child was scared to walk down the downtown area after being involved in an altercation with other groups of minors, during which one of their friends got hurt. The parent of the child who was hurt during the incident and who wanted to remain anonymous for his child's protection said that since then, his daughter has had to go through an interview-style process before getting a green or red light to go out anywhere. He explained that for so much of the summer, his daughter was also too scared to go out anywhere. The concerned parent also expressed that the whole incident and subsequent police investigation left him disappointed in the community where he has lived for 14 years and to which he has devoted his time. Miss McLaughlin said, I think we need to take these two incidents that happened, interestingly enough, during Pride Month and really, you know, put awareness out there that we need to make sure we're advocating Mm -hmm. for people who need to be advocated for. Police Chief Shelley Vanderveen said video evidence did not support filing hate crime charges. June is known as Pride Month and is celebrated throughout the United States in solidarity with the LGBTQ community. Yet, as described in Part 1, three crimes aimed at the marginalized community occurred in Claremont, challenging the notion that the city is accepting of everyone. During the June 22nd city council meeting, council member Ed Reese commented on two of the alleged crimes and said neither incident should force any marginalized people into hiding. Whether you're a member of the LGBTQ community or you're part of the black and brown community or a combination like myself, I believe my colleagues will stand beside you and in front of you if necessary. Because this community is one that I fell in love with 20 plus years ago because I felt safe. So when I hear that there's members of our community that um, have been disparaged, have had whispers, uh, let me tell you that I'm here to support you and I believe this council is as well. Other council members, including Mayor Jennifer Stark, echoed their support for the LGBTQ community, with each emphasizing the message that the community is welcomed in the city. Two weeks after that meeting, the courier spoke with Mr. Reese, who is not only a council member, but also a member of the LGBTQ community that has lived in Claremont for nearly half his life. He emphasized that he believes Claremont is and always has been, quote, very accepting and very friendly, end quote, toward him and the LGBTQ plus community. I do believe the community is accepting, Mm -hmm. and I believe that based on my own experience. Since his move to the city from Upland at age 22, Councilmember Reese has lived a pretty normal life. As a gay man, he said he's never experienced any form of discrimination solely because of his sexual orientation during his residency, even while on council. 
Not only has he never had a negative experience, but he also said he actually receives ample support from citizens. They appreciated that I was willing to put myself out there and and uh, and be um, transparent with the community and uh, and really run on a platform to help the community. Councilmember Reese said that the three June crimes caught his attention. He also said, "There's a lot of um, a lot going on in our nation right now in regards to." Uh, not only LGBTQ uh, plus community, but um, all people of color. Uh, there's a lot going on in our nation. There's a lot of um, pain, a lot of um, discourse that's happening. Um, and I think sometimes what happens is here in Claremont, that sometimes um, kind of that, that energy spills into Claremont. When asked if these crimes reflected Claremont, Councilmember Reese explained, Well, what I'll say is that uh, any, any crime um, against a specific group mm-hmm. should not be accepted and should not be considered a, a norm. We don't know at this point, I don't have any, any information that tells me that these incidents were perpetrated by Claremonters. Uh, at this point, I'm not going to allow um, these incidents to reflect on the entirety of the community as I have interaction with the community all the time, and our community is way better than this. Though the incidents sent a negative message about Claremont's stance toward LGBTQ plus people, Councilmember Reese stood firm on his position that the city is and accurately paints itself as nothing short of accepting of all marginalized communities. When asked if other members of the LGBTQ community can live in Claremont and feel the same way Councilmember Reese does, he immediately replied, absolutely. I find in Claremont that Claremont at its core are accepting of all people. And, and I think that's that's an amazing place. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to live in Claremont. Claremont is really a place that is um, uh, progressive in that way um, to be um, open and accepting of all. Councilmember Reese admitted that if incidents like these do come up again, the residents will come together like they usually do to talk about how similar conflicts can be avoided. And he made sure to explain that conflict usually stems from a misunderstanding um, and a, a lack of information. I think we're so isolated, and I think COVID did not help with that isolation, that it doesn't really give the opportunity for people to form meaningful relationships. And I think when you form these meaningful relationships with people, you find out how much that you're really alike. Discussing whether Claremont has matured over the years in terms of LGBTQ plus acceptance, Councilmember Reese described it as an ongoing cultural evolution that includes all communities, residents, and one-time visitors, including the LGBTQ plus community. Councilmember Reese 
concluded with the following. Any crimes against the LGBTQ plus community are unacceptable. And this police department and this, and this city council are in full support of the community. When asked about the June 11th village altercation and instances involving the bullying of students wearing pride memorabilia, Assistant Superintendent of Student Services Brad Cuff wrote, The June 11th incident occurred off campus between an El Roble student and another student who attended a different school district. The parents of the El Roble student reported it to the Claremont Police Department. I checked with the El Roble administrators, and there was no report of a student being bullied at school for having bride memorabilia. For the Claremont Courier, I'm Andrew Alonzo.